John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars and Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast I have thought about shaving the mustache, but then yeah. then the theme song would no longer be true. Like that's literally what's keeping <laughs> my mustache on my face. I, then I wouldn't be running around LA with my mustachio, you know. Then I'd be a liar every time we played that theme song. <laughs> and hello, hello, I'm, I have two people I'm talking to, including yeah. the audience. John's here, and let's just let's just bring his voice on out. Jeff, what's your what's your first word going to be on the on this episode of the podcast? Tidy up, I think. I think it's got to be tidy up. I think there's plenty of tidy up coming. Um, I'm just going to set everyone up for that. I don't know anything about our topic for today, but I made a quiz about it anyway. Uh, Hopefully it'll be fun. So here, that's the voice of Jeff McAvoy. You've heard his voice before if you've listened yep. to every episode. He is the, and if you're uh, looking at your phone or your, wherever you're listening from right now, there's a logo. This is the man who created that logo. And, and you know what? For that, I think this is, a, this is an appropriate time for... <laughs> that's a round of applause. All right, that's enough of that. Um, that if, if you listen to the pre-show, you'll know that that was an inside joke. We, we mm-hmm. discovered we had all these sound effects. But for reals, this, this, we love this logo. And we had Jeff on to talk about the logo and it somehow, you know, we, one of the things we talked about is that we are the LOG, the log podcast, lack of genius. And how funny would that be if we did an episode on logging? Well, it's happening. It's, it's reality. (laughs) And not a single one of the three of us knows a thing about logging but Jeff, we're not only the only show that makes our guests do work, we're the only show that brings on experts who know nothing about what they're quizzing us on. So, it's a true lack of genius. Jeff, we appreciate your willingness to, to use your lack of genius and come on with us. You, so you've prefaced a little bit with you know nothing. What, what else can you tell us that without spoiling a quiz about logging or about what you're doing today? Yeah, um, I I truly am um, lacking genius on logging, but as I did research for this, I found out just how much genius I lack. There's a lot to know about logging um, and some pretty fascinating stuff. So um, I won't be able to go like really in depth on like the answers to the questions, but um, there's some pretty mm-hmm. cool stuff that like might spark some uh, additional research for for some listeners. Um, it's pretty some pretty fascinating things about logging. So and a lot of different categories and areas. So I tried to kind of wow. vary it with the, with the quiz questions. So you've already enlightened me. I would have thought there was one area of logging. Turns yeah. out there are multiple areas of logging. That's <laughs> we should also say if there happens to be a logger listening right now, please tidy us up. That like yeah. send us an email, hit us up on social media. We mean no disrespect to the logging industry. In fact, I'm excited to put them on the spotlight right now. And so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of the things I like about this podcast is I don't feel like it's a risk doing some weird random subject like logging. I feel like it's something our audience will hopefully appreciate. Like, yeah, well, I'll learn a surface level amount about logging today. I know nothing yeah. about it. So let's see what happens, right? Perfect. By the way, I want to point out, uh, Jeff showed up today. We can see him on webcam. We're also streaming on YouTube and possibly Facebook. And I noticed Jeff was wearing a flannel and I asked if it was because of the logging and he said yes. So John and I put our flannels on. So I'm going to suggest if you're listening to this, just pause it for a second, go grab the nearest flannel, put it on and just really feel the logging power. Okay. Yeah. You'll be glad you did for sure. Tidy up. 
before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. Okay. Back from tidy up theme. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, due to technical difficulties, we've got a real live uh, or a, a live uh, tidy up here. We, we call it real time tidy up, right? Yeah, real, real time, time tidy, tidy up. up. Kevin, you are incorrect. We are not currently streaming on Facebook. That was so. that was for me. I'm incorrect. But that that was just due to some uh, technical difficulties and trying to figure out how it works on the go. On my part, uh, next week will be better. Um, I do have a tidy up from last week, uh, the Gremlins yeah. episode. Well, Gremlins and Spam. I, it's not that I made any mistake because I'm usually pretty perfect whenever I do any of these things, but I meant to mention two cool facts. So you're getting even more Gremlins action. When I asked you who voiced Gizmo the Mogwai, I included mm-hmm. Emilio Estevez as an option. And the reason I did that is because he was in the running to be the main character, uh, Billy, in Gremlins, which I think would have... I'm glad that he wasn't, even though I like Emilio Estevez, but I think that would have been... It's just crazy to think about casting choices and how we were Mm -hmm. were just that close to having Emilio Estevez, the coach of the Mighty Ducks, being, you know, friends with Gizmo. So I meant to bring that up. And then the other big thing that I wanted to say for Gremlins fans out there is, as we know, there are two Gremlins movies. There is a third one in the works. Now there's like super locked up info on it. it nothing has been super confirmed but Christopher Columbus who wrote the first one or produced the first one he is, he is writing it and he okay. described it as he d- he does have a script and he described it as twisted and dark and the concept is this if all the gremlins come from gizmo getting wet and feeding his mogwai offspring after midnight should gizmo be eliminated which is like a terrifying thing for me as a Gizmo fan, but it's like, yeah, I guess that would be a logical, yeah. like if, if gremlins are wreaking havoc on the world repeatedly. Anyways, thank you for in- letting me indulge because I could talk gremlins all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to take a quiz or two. Like a genius podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no lie, baby, it's quiz time. Don't really want this quiz to be tough. I just want to pass one because I failed enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie, baby. It's quiz time. Jeff McAvoy is here, and he is going to quiz us on logging. We've already kind of given an intro, but uh, man, I'm just going to kind of hand off the reins to you, Jeff. If you have anything else that you want to say, or if you want to just jump right into the quiz, we'll follow your lead. Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, you mentioned before, but this would be a great opportunity for lots of people to send in corrections and things. Um, yeah, and I, I think you mentioned too, it definitely is no no disrespect, just a lack of genius. I've actually gained respect through doing this uh, research, so hopefully some of the listeners will too. Yeah, we may actually be starting some sort of revolution of like, you know, respecting loggers <laughs> and like thinking about where do the, where do the things that we have come from? What Like, thank you loggers for doing this work for us. So any, anywho. Um, yep. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was over at my in-laws. My father-in-law asked me, you know, what, what tonight's theme was, and I said, logging. He knows that I have an environmental science degree, and so he asked he asked me, you know, what my thoughts were. I was like, it really depends on how it's done. I mean, you could do it, 
you know, in a good fashion, or, you know, you could just go and wipe everything out. Is John tapping into anything that you have questions on, Jeff, just out of curiosity, or is, or is that just sort of your understanding as well? No, I actually, I thought about putting in a question about that, and I, I didn't. We did limit you to six questions, so, yeah, because, you know, deforestation, that's a real, that's a, that's like a real mm-hmm. thing and a real problem in Amazon rainforest that, that should yeah. not be getting cut down, that, ha- I don't, I'm not gonna act like I have a ton of knowledge on that, I know it happens, but I agree with you, John, that there is, much like anything, there's a reason and a purpose for a, a logging industry that is very valuable to us as humans. Oh, yeah. And I think if it's done right, and I'm glad you have a degree that you can sort of, uh, you know, affirm that for us. So, All right. So the first question is a true or false. To become a logger in the United States, you must first be certified by the American Logging Association, the ALA. The ALA, this is true or false. I, what I'm going to say, I don't have an answer yet, but in order to become one of our loggers, we should start the ALA if it doesn't already exist. <laughs> we will start the American Logging Association and to become a fan of our show and become a logger, you will have to be uh, anointed by us. Can we just call our Patreon that? Yeah, anyone who's a patron is, is now go. certified by the ALA. <laughs> we should call it the last American Logging Association so that way it could be Lala. Ooh. Oh my gosh, John. Like wow, like wait a minute, hang on, time out. I just gotta... <laughs> <laughs> okay all right um the la la yeah uh, you know i could see it being treated almost like a union so i'm gonna go with true kind of like you know bar associations you know in order to be legally called a logger you have to be a part of this but you could still do logging but not be an official logger i suppose yeah I, I think I'm going to choose true also. The, what, what, what's very exciting about this and why I like bringing a guest on is that, you know, John and I, we, we kind of get to know each other's quiz styles. I don't know Jeff's quiz style. This could, he could very much be like, oh, I'm going to make this real hard. And really it's the law law. It's the last American logging association. And I'm going to tell them American logging. So I don't know, but I, I'm going to lean into true and say that that is also true. So yeah, we're both locking in true. All right. You are both false. I mean, oh. you're wrong. It's false. <laughs> we're both we're both false. You are not false. Uh, yeah, I made up the American Logging Association. You did, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the reason I put this question on this, I'll give you a little clue about my my quiz style here. Um, none of them are going to be wrong based on like a tiny like oh. uh, technicality or like a tiny. Oh, that that like, takes the fun out of it. Yeah, but then it's going to help me because I'm an overthinker. So that's one less thing I overthink. <laughs> but that's why it takes the fun out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see me tortured. That is a fun part of the show. I agree. Um, <laughs> but I put this question in because uh, you know, I was reading about what loggers do and just how dangerous a job it actually is. And I was actually fascinated that there's no requirement to become a logger. You just got to work for a logging company or a lumber company and, you know, maybe they'll hand you a chainsaw and then you're a logger. Are, are there unions or? That's a great question. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it sounds like from what, what you've seen, we need to start some activism and start a logging union and help all of the loggers out there. It's probably not a bad idea. It does seem to be a pretty, very dangerous job. And it, it's, it seems to be pretty uh, low paying work as well. So yeah, it seems wow. a union could be. We may be fighting for loggers rights. 
But Jeff, do you do you love that we have at least twice now asked you some sort of follow up question <laughs> about like yeah. <laughs> like you are an expert? <laughs> We're gonna keep doing that, just so you know. <laughs> I understand that's my role here, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't have any answers. See, th- th- this is where all the tidy ups for next week <laughs> yes. are gonna come from. Exactly. They're gonna come from Jeff yeah. getting answers to those questions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we both we both missed that one. There is no there's there's nothing you need to do to get certified, at least according to to our research. Your your research, Jeff. Sorry, I'm taking your credit um yes. we're 0 for one and uh, you ready for number two should we go for it sure i, I should say that last fact came from jobmonkey.com which <laughs> somehow was one of the best sources of information about the profession of logging that i could find so shout out job monkey <laughs> nice all right article there um, okay question number two so this is also about being a logger so there are okay. several roles within a logging crew One of the higher level jobs is called the feller. Before becoming a feller, what job is a most likely entry role for a new logger? So the four options are spotter, chokerman, chainsaw caddy, and log loader. First question. Are these all actual job titles? You can't tell us that. You can't tell us that. (laughs) No, I think you can. Uh, okay, they are not all actual okay. job titles. Now, which ones did you make up? <laughs> I hope, here's the one I think you made up that I hope you didn't make up is Chainsaw Caddy. Oh my God, I hope that's a real thing, but I have a feeling it's not going to be. And I'm picturing him like the caddy in uh, in Happy Gilmore, the homeless guy with the beard, carrying around a little, a little satchel with a chainsaw in it. <laughs> this might be a horrible joke, but are there lady fellers? Oh, uh, there must on, be. Hang on. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to go with spotter. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to also. I mean, that seems to be. I mean, that seems like a fairly easy thing. You're just spotting, like making sure, you know, people people are staying safe, I'm assuming, and out of the way. And Yeah, I would guess it's a it's a. Yeah, relatively quote unquote easy job. You know, I, I'm sure it takes some experience and some learning, but it's also, I would guess, is a really important job. And so one that you really need to like right. learn and pay attention and you can really get seen from, you know, the higher ups is like, oh, that guy's actually really plugged in as, as a spotter. So I, I'm going to I'm going to choose it, too, John, even though I want to yeah. choose something different from you. I'm picking it. <laughs> You are both wrong again. Oh my God. It's going to be the chainsaw caddy. So it's going to be the first uh, zero zero tie. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> what is it, Jeff? What's the answer? It's not the chainsaw caddy. I did make that up. Um, <laughs> I had a similar vision about that. I just thought that would be a great, like, you know, someone's like, hand me the chainsaw, you know, and then they, they get to work. Um, the correct answer is actually the chokerman. Wow. Um, okay. Which I, I thought was a very strange name. So that's why that that jumped out to me in my research. And I was like, what yeah. is that? Um, yeah. But after the after the trees are felled um, in a forest, they they need to be hauled out of the forest. And so the job of the chokerman, this is actually one of the most dangerous jobs, which is mm. super fascinating. They basically need to tie a giant cable around this felled tree and attach it to whatever vehicle is going to haul it out. But um they have to like scramble around these like falling trees and attach these cables and sometimes a ride along with it. And if the cable becomes detached or breaks or something, it can like whip around. And the, <laughs> this article says it can slice a man in half. No, it oh could. my God. Yeah. I was going to well, say there, decapitate, so, but yeah. yeah. Oh my God. There, there's so much yeah. tension on the, on those cables. Yeah. <laughs> 
and it's called the Chocomi, which is a ho- like a horrible job title, I think, but that's what it's called. I actually I made up all the other titles. Um, Oh, nice. You, those are really good. I definitely, other than Chainsaw Caddy, I definitely thought the other ones were real, would have been real jobs. I was, um, God, <laughs> the, okay. So I, for years I helped my dad line a football field. This is, this is connected, I swear. And the way we would do it is we would, we'd put a stake in one end on a string. We'd draw the string all the way down the other end. So if it's going the length of the field, it would literally be over 120 yards. Cause you go just outside the end zones and you make a straight mm-hmm. line and then you put the stake into the ground, but you'd pull it really taut. And so I was always afraid of the line snapping and the little screwdriver coming and hitting me, which <laughs> don't get me wrong, would be very painful, but right. it was a whole, whole lot less painful than getting sliced in half. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine, oh my gosh, that sounds like a, a terrible way to go. Well, you are, you are creating a lot of respect for loggers, two questions in, I will say that. So yeah, I'm going to have to start a hashtag, hashtag free the loggers or something. Hashtag loggers unite. Bloggers unite. Yeah. I like it. That actually would be a good hashtag for our show of like, right. you know, and, and if we ever, if like fans ever got together, they would have a convention and it would be loggers unite, the loggers unite convention. But the live show would be the log jam. The log, the log, yeah, they'll, they'll unite at the log jam though. W- wouldn't the convention just be called a forest? Oh, that's good. Oh, that makes me, that, I don't know why that made me think of this. Cause you're right. Yeah, that, that would be, it'd be a bunch of logs hanging out. So when we're, when we're doing our, when we're doing our, what are we calling it? Our log jam, everyone in the audience yeah. will be our forest. And this is our forest mm-hmm. coming to, that nice. made me think because you have a toddler at home, Jeff, and yes. I have a three-year-old nephew and we've both talked about how they love anything like heavy duty machinery vehicles. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if you, you I, was, I had a follow-up question that I, I guess I will ask that you probably won't know. Is like, <laughs> what kind of machinery do they use to get a lot? Like, do they use a giant crane or like, yeah. you know, my nephew loves excavators. Like, do they use some, I bet you. I actually have a connection to that. Do you really? Yeah. Uh, my cousin's wife is an engineer at John Deere and actually works on one of the logging machines that John wow. Deere sells. You've been holding out on us, John. You got some. You got some logging connections. Yeah, insider knowledge. But I, it depends on where you're logging, from what I know, as to what kind of machine it is. That's my understanding as well. I will say though, in the the last question, one of the options was log loader, which is not a position, but it is a type of vehicle. Um, oh, is, see, it's that- kind of like a grab excavator attached to a truck, which will like, yeah. yeah, grab up a log and then load it onto the truck. So. Oh, now I got to find a toy now. I got it. Yeah. There's a Chris, Christmas gift for my nephew. But I, I've also seen some where, um, like it's got, you know, a grip on the front so it can yes. grab onto the tree and then it's got a saw that comes out yeah. and then it like strips, it runs it through the jaw to strip off all the branches and then it can load it onto a truck. Does that not sound amazing? What toddler wouldn't amazing. love that? A little toy form of it. We're going to yeah. logging toys next Christmas. I'm telling you, <laughs> they're going to explode. And it's because of us. It's because of this podcast. <laughs> All right. Oh, for two. Shall we move on? Yeah. All right. Question three. Um, so many logging companies employ a practice of controlling the growth and composition or structure and quality of the forest to meet values and needs specifically for timber production. Oh, that's a very wordy lead-in. Hopefully that okay. made sense. Basically, they're <laughs> employing practices to kind of, you know, maintain the forest with the end goal of maintaining it for timber production. Um, mm-hmm. So the question is, what is this practice called? Forestry, silviculture, mm-hmm. timber taming, or harvest and renewal of timber with the acronym of HART? Wow. I got to say, the fact that several of these, if not three of the four are made up is very impressive. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I know Purdue University has a degree in forestry, but I don't know if that is what it's the practice is called. Yeah. I, well, so, you know, the, the acro- I like the acronym of HART, Harvest right. and Renewal of Timber. But I also know Jeff is a very clever guy. And so I'm, I'm tempted to say that he made that up. I, I think I know which one I'm going to choose. What, do you know which one you're going to choose, John? I'm, I'm flipping back and forth between the first two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here's what I'm going to choose. I'm choosing B, silviculture, because honestly, I'm basing it off of the last question where Chokerman was the last one I was thinking to choose, <laughs> and silviculture is the last one I would have chosen on this one. So that's why I'm picking it. I'll go with forestry. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> so the the correct answer is silviculture. Oh, that's Kevin. That's John. I was, I was trying to remember if, if I ever learned what silva meant. Yes. Yeah, so uh, luckily, I have in my notes that <laughs> silva <laughs> is uh, Latin for forest. Ah. S- silva uh, is that's like that's what that mm-hmm. that's what the silva prefix is. Yes. So actually, I, I guess I maybe I misspoke earlier. Forestry was a little bit tricky on this question, but, um, but forestry actually is a completely different practice, I believe. And in this case, uh, I was trying to emphasize the, uh, you know, specifically for timber production. Right. So I think forestry is focused a little bit more on habitat management and, um, and keeping the ecosystem intact. I just thought that was an interesting word, so I made a question about it. Well, um, you know, the only thing running through my head right now is the Kesha Pitbull song called Timber, and I'm just, yeah. <laughs> just I'm wondering if loggers are, are aware of its existence and they jam it every day when they're on their logging routes. <laughs> are, are you going down, Kevin? Uh, yeah, I'm shouting Timber. I worked in Top 40 Radio when that song was at its peak, so I probably <laughs> heard that song more than any human being on this planet. I could, I could probably sing it word for word. I mean, you, you got to <laughs> applaud any song that, you know, makes it into the Top 40. With a harmonica. <laughs> That's true. I do I do appreciate the harmonica. Yes. And and is <laughs> about logging. Exactly. <laughs> and, and and is a song about logging. So would you say that's the most popular song about logging as our as our resident logging expert? <laughs> I can't think of another more popular song about it, so <laughs> I think it must be. Okay. Well, so I got that one right. Um one for three, yes. John's 0 for three. It was still close, but I I'm I pulled off the first one. So let's see yep. how we do going forward. Um, all right, this is uh, this this one gets kind of fun. So the Lumberjack World Championship event is held in Hayward, Wisconsin, each year. <laughs> Which of these is not one of the competitive events? That's great. So we've got the Boom Run, Hot Saw, <laughs> Speed Climb, or Caber Toss. Wow! So three of I, these are one, and yeah. one is not. Okay, what uh, do you got, I'm John? Fairly certain I know which one is not. Wow. So you're, are you, without giving the answer away, John, are you familiar with the Lumberjack World Championships? Not necessarily that specifically, but back when I had cable and stuff, you know, flipping through the channels, you eventually land on one of the ESPNs and, you know, they yeah. have the, the cutting and, and stuff like that. And then you just sit there and watch it for a while and you're like, I wonder if I can do that. Yeah. Well, you, John, the, the, the answer to you saying, can I do that is yes, because you are a behemoth of a man. And I mean that with only love you could, you, you should be in those competitions. I could not do that. Um, I don't know the answer to this again, Jeff, your cleverness. It's like, these could be real or fa- I think, I think that hot saw is made up. I think that sounds like something fun that Jeff would make up. And it kind of sounds like hot sauce. So I'm going to, I'm going to say hot saw is the one that is not one of the events. I'm going with Caber Toss. Dang it. And John is correct. 
Nice job, John. I don't even. I don't even know what a caber is. I, I also know my Scottish Highland games. Oh, uh, yeah. is that is that is that what that is? Is that a Scottish? Yeah, that, it, it's it's literally yeah. you get like a massive like ten foot log or so, and you hold one end of it in your hands, and then you're trying to get it like flip it as many times as you can, throwing it away from you while wearing a kilt. Right. Yes. Uh, okay. Wow. Caber toss. What do you got for us, Jeff? Yeah. So yeah, I did throw in caber toss as um, something that it, the events of the Lumberjack World Championships made me think of the Highland game. So I thought that might be a good one to throw in. But also nice. names of these events. Uh, I was like, any of these could be made up. Yeah, they're very um, silly, so, but in a yes. good way. <laughs> so I wanted to <laughs> make a the question that included run. some of them. Yeah, like boom run. Hot saw <laughs> is a real event. It's basically a single sawyer is actually the word for someone operating a saw. Well, it's someone who saws. Someone who yeah. saws. But it's weird because it has that Y in there. So you would think, why right. isn't why isn't it a saw? So it's one oh. person who's the sawyer. Yeah, so they're using, this is a, a chainsaw event. So they're using a single cylinder, single motor power saw to make three vertical cuts. So they go down, up, and then down through a 20 inch diameter white pine log. It's, it's all very like regulated and measured out. Yeah, like, like it's, it starts like with the chainsaw on the ground, like yes. their hands are on the log. Yep, oh yeah, you, no, you've seen it. Oh yeah, no, I've watched it. It's yes. fun. And, and then you're like the bell, go, like the whatever, the signal goes off. Yep. They like have to like, start the chainsaw and like the rope like is not necessarily doesn't stay attached like a normal yeah. chainsaw like it's just a rip it and go mm -hmm. wow and, and you jeff you had said that they go down up down so that means it's like three full cuts so they go yeah. through yes. the log then they come up through i another think they can also go up down up too it just depends on how they want to oh yeah, got it that's it pretty impressive they just have I, to make three complete cuts Yep. I used a chainsaw for the first time in my life this past year at, at Camp Laverne, <laughs> where I, I grew up going to camp and had to cut. And it's it's a tough tool to use, but it also is like what I and this is me just kind of trying to sound mm -hmm. like I'm cool because I used a power tool. But it's <laughs> you you let the you let what I learned is the more you wrestle with the tool, the worse it's going to be. You let yeah. the chainsaw do the work and it's like slicing through butter. And so there's got to be a lot of finesse uh, and, and, you know, just you see them do it and they probably make mm -hmm. it look effortless, but that it's like any, you know, I mean, it's normally like 20 seconds or less. And yeah, that's done. amazing. Yeah, so fast. And I, and I, and I think the speed climb was, is that just them wearing the, like the, the tree spikes and yes. climbing? Yep. Yeah. They have a cable that they kind of throw around it uh, and spike shoes. And they like, they sprint up a giant post. They have a, I think they have a 60 foot climb and a 90 foot climb. And the, the race, there's two of them, they're racing. They have to uh, get up to the top, touch a line, and then drop down. And whoever gets back down, and they're just like flying up and down. Wow. It's pretty impressive. I would definitely recommend looking well, I mean, speed climb. The, the speed climb is a thing because you'll have loggers go up to the top of trees yep. to tip the, the trees off. So that way they're not swaying back and forth when it cut and, and everything. Um. It, Last year on my birthday, this is how I start stories, and it sounds like I'm just ta telling a story about myself that has no connection, but it has a connection. Last year on my birthday at Camp Laverne, I got to see a tree be felled, right? That's what it did. Yeah, it was a, fe a, a couple fellers showed up, and it was a tree that was dead, and it was near a um, – <laughs> our most expensive facility on the camp is a bathroom, and it was right next to the bathroom, and we didn't want it to fall in the bathroom and get destroyed. Um, so they, they climb up to the top however they do, and they cut – you know, pieces at a time off and they fall down. Mm -hmm. The coolest part was at the end when we got to see them bring the whole tree down, you know, they, they, that when it got to a point where they could bring the whole one down, it was like yeah. the loudest sound ever. Anyways, 
Yeah, there's me. There's me bragging again about my my logging pass. So, <laughs> I mean, and it, and if you really want to experience this logging and everything, I've got a massive pile of wood that needs chopped and split. <laughs> so, if you want to fly out here and, and do that, I okay. would more than gladly let you. We'll, we'll add that to my list of things when we play hide and seek together and go to the D and D convention and whatever else we have planned. I'll chop your wood for you. Chopping chopping wood is something I've done before. If I can brag a little more about my logging abilities, and there is nothing as as much as I don't like to talk about gender roles and things like that. Nothing has ever made me feel more manly than when I slam an axe down on a piece of wood and it just chops cleanly. And it's just so satisfying a feeling. No other, I shouldn't even say manly. It's just, it's a satisfying feeling for whether you're a, a, a male or female, non-binary, mm -hmm. whatever you identify as, it's a great feeling. I highly recommend it. It is very satisfying, I agree. <sighs> yeah, you're, you're bragging about your logging pass now, Jeff? <laughs> okay, we're, we're tied up one for four with two questions left. So this is uh, coming down to it. Okay, this is one of the first things I came across when I was researching logging. I had never heard of this before. So I'll be curious to see if either of you have. So the question is, what is the worldwide estimated value of lumber that exists underwater? I know what he's talking about. Okay, okay, I figured you would, John. I knew you would. Well, all right, what are our so this is what is the worldwide estimate oh, yeah. value in dollars and what what are our choices? So we've got 500 million, 23 billion, 50 billion, and 170 billion. All right. So John John, before you drop your knowledge because to play fair, you know, I'm worried that you're you're I I love John knowledge bombs by the way. I I mean, I I, I don't know the answer to this question. I just know the type of lumber that he's talking about. See, and I, so then I'm worried that even you telling me that will make, lead me down this, a path of like, oh, well, then maybe, it, actually it won't. Tell me, tell me about it. Tell me what you know. <laughs> I mean, what I know about it is it could be lumber that's, you know, been underwater for a hundred years, or it could be literal thousands of years. And depending on the type of environment it, the water is, like if, if it's, you know, more boggish and marshy or salt water, you know, it does different things to the wood. I mean, some of it can literally be prehistoric. And wow. It, it changes the, you know, the composition of the wood. Some of it can look really cool. I know that wood can petrify. I've seen mm -hmm. petrified wood. And it's it's interesting you talk about prehistoric because I would wonder. I don't know the science behind this. I'd wonder if being underwater either prevents it from petrifying or speeds up the process or doesn't do anything. I well, it, know. It, it depends on the environment. If it's like an anaerobic environment, meaning no oxygen, uh -huh. then it'll basically just preserve it. <sighs> Smart. You're so smart. <laughs> I think it's the Black Sea. Uh-huh. Like the very bottom of it is anaerobic. And so like really? there are, yeah, there are old like sunken ships that are still very well preserved from like, you know, a thousand or so years ago. Oh, I bet you there's pirate ghosts on that ship too. <laughs> See, that was gonna be my that was gonna be my sort of joke, but actual like I wonder if this contributes to the answer is just a bunch of sunken ships down at the bottom of the ocean and there's all that lumber down there that's just sitting there and um I, mean, I think so, I think some of it is that it's got to be a really small percentage, but because yeah, that was my initial question is where, you know when you when it says underwater and I think about this the Earth being what is it seventy percent water seventy like right. my my guess is most of it's in the ocean, but I didn't think about what you say marshes and and rivers and lakes and I don't know man I, what I'm going to base my answer on is it goes in descending order five hundred million twenty three billion fifty billion one hundred and seventy billion. I'm just going to choose the biggest one because I have no clue. So, all right. So we're going to, we're both going to lock in $170 billion worth. Yep. That is 
Incorrect. It is fifty billion. Ah, fifty billion dollars yes. worth. All right, let's go to our expert on this. <laughs> so, may, uh, there's a possibility I could have written this question a little bit more clearly, but what this is actually referring to is trees that have been flooded and are st still exist underwater. So it actually wouldn't include pirate ships or sunken <laughs> ships or, or anything like that. Pirate ghosts. Um, they could be haunted trees, I suppose. But um, <laughs> okay, actually, thanks for that. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of what John was saying was, was right on that the, these trees, and actually in this case, it's referring to trees that are um, where a dam was built up and, and basically a valley of trees was flooded. And they're still there and they, um, because they're underwater and because so little light gets to them, they're basically preserved in, in this amazing condition. Wow. So there's this, a company called, I want to say, I think it's called Triton Lumber. Um, uh -huh. And they've, they created this unmanned, like submersible vehicle called the Sawfish that can um, harvest this timber underwater. And there's some pretty cool videos on their website, but it's like, it looks like a, like a small yellow school bus and it goes underwater and it has a grabber arm, you know, and it'll go down to the bottom of the tree trunk. It'll grab it and it'll saw it off. But because the, the trees are waterlogged, they won't just float up to the top. So there's also an arm that like drills in an airbag and like, so it attaches an airbag to it and then inflates it. And then it like shoots up to the surface and then like, oh. a tugboat or something comes and gets it. <laughs> ba bath time toys, bath time toys here. This is, there is an industry here of toddler toys. Why, why yeah. is, why, there's a gold mine here. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I, my mind is, these are underwater forests basically. Yes. Yes. And mm -hmm. when resources are running out above the water, it's like, hello, we have all of this. We have $50 billion worth yep. underwater. So let's make a magic school bus and inflate mm -hmm. these trees to the top of the water. This is something I had no idea existed. So you've, you've yep. blown my, you just dropped a John knowledge bomb on us, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. Um, no, no, I, Jeff, I, I had a question for the er, from the previous question about the world championships oh. that I forgot to ask. Okay, yeah. After learning about these... I assume, you know, since you're in Wisconsin, that's within a, a couple hour drive. Yeah, can you go? Oh my gosh. Are, are, are you wanting to go to this now? Is it close to you? I totally want to go. I looked it up. Uh, Wisconsin's bigger than I realized. Hayward's at like a five hour drive. Five. Um, so I, I don't know, but it happens in July, I believe. Um, they've, they've got the dates set for the next like five years. So I don't know. I think it would be pretty cool to go and see in person because it's pretty impressive. So it definitely yeah. got me thinking about it. Well, Jeff, the only way you're going to get recognized by the American Logging Association, <laughs> actually, no, sorry. What are we? The last American, the La La, is if you if you show up to one of these logging competitions. So that would be a great uh, location for a live podcast episode. John, I was going to say, man, we when when I go out visit you in Indiana and I right. chop your wood and I we play hide and seek, <laughs> we got to make a road trip up. To Wisconsin? I mean, it, it, over. It, what part of Wisconsin is it in? Is it like the top up by Minnesota like, or? Yep. Yeah, it's like Northwest. Okay, so we're talking about an eight-hour drive from where I am. Okay, lots of Red Bull. Lots of we both love Mountain Dew. That'll that'll they'll be our sponsor <laughs> for the trip. <laughs> we both missed that one, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. All I knew is that because we chose we're the same tied one, 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 that we were going to go into the last question tied because we did we're doing six questions and we're one for five yep. going into it. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, that's pressure. I, I will say before we wrap up uh, with question six and, and then do an actual wrap up, Jeff, man, you are killing it. You are knocking okay. it out. This is this is so informative. I'm I'm right? I'm super intrigued and fascinated by everything I've learned so far. Good. I'm very glad to hear that. 
I, I didn't know how to make these questions. I tried to actually, I got stuck at one point. I just Googled like logging quiz to see if yeah. I could steal some <laughs> I've done questions. something like that before. Like interesting <laughs> facts about, right? and then yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So the question six then, here comes. All right, Paul Bunyan is probably the most well-known fictional lumberjack. Mm-hmm. In versions of his folklore, he is a giant credited for creating some natural features across North America. Oh. Which of these is not one that is said to be created by Paul Bunyan? So oh. which one is not said to be created by Paul Bunyan? So we've got the 10,000 Lakes of Minnesota, the Grand Canyon, Mount Hood, or the Yukon River. I have a clarifying question. Okay. Is this also including Babe? Babe the Ox. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So the two of them together created three out of the four of these. Yes. Okay. Because my, my thinking wa- my, my thinking was that Babe is the one that caused the 10,000 lakes. It's from him stepping around. I, I did um, not know this folklore in general, but I do. I'm envisioning a cartoon and I remember, I remember Paul Bunyan running around and chopping down trees with one hand. And I remember Babe going and like knocking down rocks or, or slinging trees. And he was just a force, man. He was a force to be reckoned with. I don't think I knew about the folklore of creating these landmarks. I think it's Mount Hood. You think that's the one that's not? That's not one right. of the ones. That's, yeah. yeah, I mean, I know Mount Hood is in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there. I've been on it. Just to, just to add to my, I was there for logging purposes, so I felt like that was appropriate <laughs> for me to bring up. I've also been to the Grand Canyon for for logging. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I it's hard because Grand Canyon. I think out of these, I'll read the choices again just for the listener: Ten Thousand Lakes of Minnesota, Grand Canyon, Mount Hood. Yukon River. Yukon, where's the Yukon Territory at? Where's that at? That's Eastern Alaska, Western Canada. That's right. Okay, got it. Yes, yes. I was I, for some reason I was like, isn't that Canada? But yeah, Alaska. That's right. I, I think it's Alaska and Northwest Territory. Kind of share that Yukon area. <sighs> Grand Canyon is is kind of what I want to choose, only because it's like the most recognizable one. But at the same time, I'm like, is that smart? Because that would be a potentially obvious thing. Like, yeah, of course, the Grand Canyon is the biggest one that he made, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Grand Canyon because I'm talking about it so much. I'm going to do it. I'm going with Mount Hood. And hopefully one of us is right. <laughs> Unfortunately, neither of you is right. It's <laughs> the Yukon River. Yes. Uh, this was super interesting. I, I started to look into Paul Bunyan thinking this is not going to be that interesting, but it actually really was. It's, it's a fictional character for sure, but it kind of falls into this category called fake lore instead of folklore because oh. it was actually created as a marketing campaign for a, a lumber company oh um, but it was written as if it were folklore and many people just believed it was so they believed that these stories had been around for much longer than they really had been and so most of what we know about paul bunyan is made up by marketing campaigns including oh. the fact that he created the grand canyon by dragging his axe behind him as he walked <laughs> Um, that's what was, I was remembering. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, that that's funny. Suggested to have been just made up by some marketing person for the, that's for pretty the Grand brilliant. Canyon. That's pretty brilliant, yeah. though. Yeah, it is. It, it just creates this image in your mind, right? That just yep. kind of sticks with you. And yeah, it's, that's a pretty good one. And then yeah, John, you were right about the ten thousand lakes of Minnesota that was said to have been created by their footprints. Um, oh. And then actually, the the Mount Hood story is said that um, that was created when he put out a uh, fire by piling up rocks. That's a marketing. Oh my goodness. That, yeah. uh, I, 
So the Spice Girls, I promise this is connected. <laughs> I, I actually do have a connecting fact to this. This I've been listening to a podcast lately, and they, and it's about the Spice Girls wannabe. And they, girl power was their slogan, right? And it was created as this brand, this this marketing tool, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a conversation, at least in this podcast, there were conversation among young women who were girls at the time. And they're like, well, we just lied to by a marketing slogan. But the thing is, both can be true. I think it can be that there was, mm-hmm. yes, it was a marketing slogan that worked really well, but it also did empower a lot of young girls to be like, yeah, girl power. And much yeah. like, look, if it was marketing, fine, but it's also a great folklore tale that has withstood the generations. I think that's great. I think that's fine. I think that's great. Both can exist. There are, I was trying to find this too, uh, like where's the or- the supposed origin of Paul Bunyan? Many cities claim, you know, to be the birthplace of Paul Bunyan. Mm-hmm. And there are tons of Paul Bunyan statues all over North America. So, so is is there any uh, leading city that it is considered to be the home of Paul Bunyan, or do too, too many claim it? Um, a lot of them claim it. I think the one that comes up the most is um, see if I can pronounce this correctly. Bemidji. Oh, Bemidji. Uh, Bemidji. I know that from yeah. uh, Fargo. <laughs> it's the headwaters oh. of the Mississippi. Yes, and actually, they do they do say I haven't seen um, this, but they do claim that there is a the Paul Bunyan statue of Bemidji is featured in the, I believe the television it show. It is. Yes, Argo. it is. I remember seeing it now. That season is great. And Paul Bunyan is featured several times, if I'm not mistaken. It's kind of like a uh, an establishing shot that they show. Like, we're back in Bemidji. Here's the here's the Paul Bunyan. <laughs> well, that that was awesome. We So for tidy up purposes, we, we tied, John, which that's crazy because we've now had yeah. two ties in the last like three episodes after having none right. for a bunch. So uh, but the more important storyline here is that Jeff, you are you you've officially earned a certification from Lala. <laughs> we we will the patches in the mail. You are an official logger, uh, not only as a fan of the show, but you I think you can go out and hop in as an entry level uh what was it again? Log loader. No, that was the wrong one. Chokerman. Yes, yeah. You're you're you I think you can go get yourself a chokerman job if you wanted to with with the knowledge you presented today. So thank you. Nice. I assume the patch will protect me from getting sliced in half. Exactly. Yeah. Cable. You put it right in the middle of your body. And yeah, a hundred percent steel. <laughs> um, thank you, Jeff. That was awesome. Um, and I, and I will, uh, yeah. shout out Jeff as a fantastic artist as well, which I've done, uh, in previous times, but, mm-hmm. um, I have worked with Jeff on many projects, uh, in terms of doing graphics and, and, and art design and marketing campaigns. And he's a, he's a brilliant guy. Instagram still the best way to get you. Yep. Yeah. That's a great Jeff way. a McAvoy. M C A V O Y. Jeff a McAvoy. If you just check out his art, say hi to him. And, um, Jeff, you're a, you're a legend. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thanks for, for the invite to come on and create a mm-hmm. quiz about logging. Like I said, I learned a ton and gained a ton of respect for loggers and just knowledge about the industry. Yeah. I still lack very much genius, but um, that was really cool to figure out. Oh, there's a lot I don't know. And this is a, a pretty fascinating field. All I know is I will cherish the memories of this logging episode for a long time to come. And by that, I'll probably forget it all in uh, in three weeks is what I mean. But... I, I mean, in, in the in the words of my favorite fictional coach, be a goldfish. <laughs> be, that's Ted Lasso, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> My favorite fictional coach I've already mentioned is, is Gordon Bombay, played by Emilio Estevez in, in Mighty Ducks. But another good one. Ted Lasso's a close second. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff, uh, thanks thanks again, man. Um, yes, let, thank you. Let's go out and um, make some magic school bus toys for the kids to play with their logging gear. And um, and yeah, Jeff, thanks again, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you guys. It was super fun. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast in your ear holes at last they don't know they're mars from venus that's why it's the lack of genius podcast God, smart you're so smart <laughs>